This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Let me give you our mailing address. Uh, it's Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. We want to continue our study in the first chapter, in the first Peter, the book of first Peter, chapter 3. And I want to read verse 18 for our study. I find so much here in this epistle that I must confess that when I begin to bring these studies, I never dreamed we would spend this much time here. It's so rich. I, I just can't uh, take time to, to go into every verse. But let's look this morning at verse 18, if you will. For Christ also has once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh. Uh, yes, that's right, being put to death in the flesh. Uh, but uh, being made alive by the Spirit. We spoke in our earlier message on how Christ is our hope. Yes, we told you just a little of what, uh, how, what Christ means to our heart, to every heart, if you know the Lord. And uh, this is the believer's hope. And uh, here we see Peter saying, Christ also has suffered, once suffered for sins. Here is the basis of our hope, that Christ died for our sins that he was crucified for our sins, and that his blood was shed for the sins of God's elect. My friend, God's charge to me, along with ever uh, a God-called minister, pastor, has always been preach the gospel. Be instant in season and out of season. But as I look out on the world today, especially the religious world this morning, uh, I find uh, from observation that our preachers and our ministers uh, many of them, uh, as a whole, are not preaching Christ as our Savior. From what I see, what I hear, there are no longer the old-time prayer meetings where folks could come and pour out their hearts and bring their petitions to the Lord and stand up and tell of what Christ means to their hearts or where they could stand up and say, Pastor, I'm a lost sinner. Would you pray for me? You folks here, would you all pray for me? No, there's no longer, no longer do we have those things. And uh, no longer do we have the old-time gospel preachers who are not afraid to stand behind their pulpits and call sin, sin. Now, I find that to be one of the prevalent things that we find today, that pastors and preachers are afraid to stand up and call sin, sin. They have folks in their congregation that's knowingly living in sin, living together, uh, shacking up, as it were, and uh, uh, they don't say a thing about it. The pastor, my friend, is the shepherd of the sheep. He's the guardian of the flock. It, it's his business. God commands him to be true to those who hear him. <clears throat> I know churches where they have known homosexuals sitting in the audience, uh, known lesbians uh, sitting in the choir, and uh, <clears throat> the pastor is afraid to say something about it because it will hurt uh, his pocketbook, because those folks give generously to the work. I know. I know where those churches are. I know them. And my heart is saddened because a pastor don't have the uh, fortitude, as it were, intestinal fortitude to stand up and to call sin, sin. Now, my friend, Christ died for sinners, but you can't live in sin and be saved. You cannot do it. Someone asked me, said, can a person live in adultery and be saved? I said, no, sir. Not one? No, sir. I didn't have to hesitate. I didn't have to go look it up. I didn't have to search God's Word. I know the Lord hates sin, my friend. Yeah, 
But folks are, many of our folks are afraid to call sin, sin. Now, we've grown up a group of preachers who know nothing about Holy Spirit conviction, uh, being awakened to their lost condition before God, and, to, and uh, so they can't preach the truth or they don't know it. What do they, you can't preach what you don't know. I had a man tell me the other day, you know I love Pastor Shelton, but I'm not one of those hellfire and damnation people. And he laughed and thought it was funny. Uh, we were talking about the old Trailblazer broadcast, and it wasn't funny, my friend. No, he just showed his uh, uh, his lack of knowledge for the truth uh, that that uh, that God's man must be true to the to the souls of men, my friend. <clears throat> but listen, our present day ministers and churches have gone to seed on believingism, church membership. And all these things, such as infant baptism, so-called traditions of men, but they leave off the preaching of the old-time repentance. They neglect to speak of the total depravity of man and that man must have a substitute to pay his sin debt. You ask the average person today uh, if he has a substitute. And uh, uh, yes, you just ask him, say, do you have a substitute for sin? And he'll look at you like you broke out of the zoo. You may say, well, then, preacher, what do you preach? First, let me say, we here at the Old Trailblazer broadcast preach the gospel. What is the gospel, you say? It's the good news to a guilty sinner that Christ died for sinners. When does the gospel become good news to a poor soul? Only when he sees his need of a Savior. You take the average church member today, no matter what church he attends, no, he has uh, been taught from his early days through the Sunday school that man has some good uh, values uh, within him and he's been led to give his heart to Jesus and uh, he begins to see that the preacher says all he must do is to bring out that goodness and now he says he's saved and he lives the best he can believing he's saved. But where is repentance, my friend? In Luke's gospel we read, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Yes. Let me repeat that verse 3 of chapter three, uh, 13 there in Luke again. Uh, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And then in verse 5, I tell ye nay, except, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now this, this is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking, my friend. This is his word, not my word, not some idle talk. But our Lord's own words. One thing you cannot uh, get around, my friend. You must repent. You must repent. God's word says, you must be born again. Our Lord told Nicodemus that you must be born again, my friend. And that includes, that comes by repentance and remission of sin. Now, don't ask me to explain a repentance so that you might understand it. I know it's a gift of God. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ, came on the scene there crying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was warning uh, his hearers, his followers, and that he uh, that's never changed, my friend. God's word has never changed. I know that the modernists have taken it apart and torn it to pieces and put in all sorts of words and taken out sorts of words, but it's never changed. My friend, you take your King James Version of the, of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Scriptures, and read it and study it, my friend, and it's never changed. God's man is to warn people of the wrath to come. That's what John the Baptist did. 
He, he, he went out into the uh, deserts and the highways and the hedges and uh, warned men and women of the wrath to come. And that's our purpose here on the old Trailblazer broadcast this morning. Maybe you just tuned in for the first time this morning, friend. Aren't we glad to have you with us? But have you ever heard the gospel? Have you ever heard the good news of the gospel? But good news only to sinners. Are you a sinner this morning, my friend? Are you? No. Our business is to warn people of the wrath to come. Our, uh, we, we get no joy and pleasure, uh, those things. Our, our reward is in heaven, my friend. Did you know God's ch- a child, and especially God's minister, his reward is in heaven? Uh, for being true and faithful, even that's by the grace of God. But we're to warn men of the wrath to come and to plead with you to repent and turn to the Lord before it's too late. Now, that's what I'm here for this morning. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. Each day, morning after morning, bringing you, thus saith the Lord. We come with the message that Christ died for sinners. Peter tells us, For Christ also hath once suffered for sin. Our Lord is the central theme of the gospel. He is the Savior. He is our Redeemer. He once suffered for your sins if you're a child of God. And sinner, he paid for your sins, but you won't have it. No, your heart, and uh, my friend, uh, you believe that uh, the Bible is just a fairy tale and falsehood until you won't believe anything. But that just that won't excuse you in the day of judgment. You are inexcusable, old man. The Lord has given you a sound mind, a strong body, and you've used it to curse God and to run into sin and into lust and spend all of your days uh, lusting after the things of the flesh. Many have all the days of your life. And now some of you are coming down to the old age. Your hair is turning gray and your shoulders are stooped. But listen, your heart's still hard as a rock. No impressions can be made upon it. I can't make an impression upon your heart, my friend, but God can. No matter how much I plead with you, no matter how long I pray for you and intercede for you and entreat you to look to the Lord, you go on in your sins day by day, grow farther and farther away in your sin. What do you think, my man? How are you going to be reconciled to God? Do you not feel at least a twinge or or just a bit of, of conscious uh, a twinge of your conscience about your soul? Are you not concerned at all? Are you ashamed to ask for prayer? Even many I know never uh, we never hear from. Are you resigned uh, to die and go to hell in, in spite of having uh, hearing Christ, how Christ died for sinners? I know that I'm not able to bring you to the Lord, but my heart is burdened for you, my friend, but I must be true to you. I must look you in the eye there and tell you that unless you repent, you're going to perish. That's what God's Word says. I'm just repeating what God's Word says. I'm just being true to you. Uh, You're on my heart day by day and night after night, for I know, I know, listen, listen, I know that I was there one day as you are, and in mercy to my soul, the Lord called me, and I, I had to come. I couldn't resist that call. It was now or never with me. I saw that the Lord had suffered long for me, and that I was sinking uh, right, I was sinking, my friend, my friend. I was going down for the third time. Like they say, when a man drowns, it's third time he goes down. There's no more hope because that by then his lungs are full of water and he's, he's, he's drowned. But listen, my friend, are you on your third time to go down? I was. I saw that. And in my desperation, 
Yes, it was a desperate thing. Did you know a lost sinner is desperate to get to Christ? As I came to my wit's end, the end of, of, uh, of the law, I cried out uh, unto the Lord, Save me, O Lord, or I perish. And he answered my cry. My friend, listen, sinner, his ear is open to you this morning. Don't put off a coming to the Lord one more day. I know that no man can come to Christ except the Lord draws him, but my friend, the Lord's been drawing many of you who hear this broadcast for many a year. You've resisted that call. You've turned the Lord down in essence. Yes, yes, you've turned the Lord down. The Lord said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He says, Ho, come buy a milk without price and without money. And you've turned him down, my friend. Why? Yes, that's, uh, this may be your last call. Why be concerned about what your friends will say? Uh, are they saved? If so, they will rejoice with you. If not, they'll go down to a devil's hell with you if you never come to Christ. And then together, uh, be there with you all the days. <clears throat> my friend, you will curse that day that you neglected your poor soul. Oh, sinner, my friend, Christ died for sinners this morning. Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner in, the si in God's sight and in your own sight? Have you ever just come to the Lord confessing your sin, repenting of your sin, and asking the Lord uh, for mercy? Did you know there's mercy to be had? Our Lord is a merciful Lord. He is a gracious Lord. Have you asked Him for mercy? Have you sued for mercy, my friend? Have you come there knocking on the door? Lord, don't leave me. Don't, don't go off and leave me, Lord. I'm lost. I'm hell deserving. Would you just would you just pray that prayer this morning? You can pray that Lord that prayer. Did you know another prayer you can pray? It don't take much. Lord help. Help me, Lord. I wish I had more time. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. I wish you'd write us, drop us a line at the old trailblazer. Post office box eighteen ten, Walker, Louisiana, seven oh seven eight five. Goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 